Welcome to episode 45 of the Barman and Bebo podcast. Um, Mike and I are recording remotely again. Uh, we just didn't have time to get together tonight with Mike's busy schedule. So, Barman, are you there? Hello, Bebo. How are you tonight? I'm great. We did see each other earlier. I was at the bike shop for about an hour and a half. <laughs> hashing out my uh, wheel dilemma. Um, we'll dive right in. Uh, we did finish off the Giro last time we met about mm, nine days ago, eight, nine days ago. And since then, we've got a new race that started out in, is it in France? Yeah, the Dauphine. Um, we had a, a prologue yesterday and stage one today. Um, it looks like we've got um, Team Sky out in front early. So, uh, Well, yeah, if Garrett Thomas had in a crash. Uh, Muscon is third. Uh, Kwiatkowski is in the leader's jersey with just a lot of jumbo um, rider in between the two. And then um, uh, Garrett Thomas lost 20 seconds uh, with his crash. Very, very similar to Chris Froome's crash. Looks like they're playing with tire pressure or something with the tires that they just don't can't. They just can't figure out how to how to not marginally lose time. Um. Stage the prologue was that a time trial? Yes. Um, is so I think the prologue ended up only being like 5k or 7k. I'm on the page now, and it and looks so, like yeah, it was only seven minutes, so that'd be like a seven minute pro prologue, seven mile or seven kilo, seven, seven kilometers, yeah. Um is Kwiatkowski there to prep for the for for the tour? He's he's a support rider for Froome, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, he had a uh, he had a poor Ardennes. Uh, usually, he comes close to winning either Liège Bastogne Liège or Amstel Gold, um, or Flesh Wallon. And um, uh, he really needs to kind of secure his Tour de France uh, spot also. So it looks like he's on good form and he's ready to rock and roll. What about would uh... And I'm now I'm gonna the mad Italian's gonna get me for this one. <laughs> Gianni Muscon. Yeah, you, I think you got it right. Uh, third place on the on the prologue for Team Sky. Yeah, I already said that. I know, but I'm just saying. So is he? Would he be a guy that they would bring with them too? Yeah, well, he did the tour. He did the tour last year. He's the Italian. He's only twenty. I think he's race age twenty four this year. First year out of under twenty three. Um. He's had some issues in the past. Uh, he actually has a lawsuit against them by one of the Francois de Jour uh, riders saying that he crashed him on purpose and broke his elbow. Um, and then he's also the one that um, uh, that uh, racially um, racial slurred one of the South African or African nation racers uh, over a year ago and actually spent uh, was suspended for a month. Wow. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's he's, a, he's Italian. Yes. <laughs> Hello to our friend out in Italy, who happens to, to love my commentary. <laughs> yes, I, I love it when you guys get into Twitter spat. I don't say I have not replied back once because I'm not he, I'm not gonna. You knew what he said. I know. He, hey, he has every right. I mispronounced a bunch of stuff. He has every right to complain. All I can do is try and be better. Hey, at least we're trying. At we're least trying. we're trying. It looks like it's a solid field. Bob Jungles is there. Um, Daryl so Irby's there. Where do we go first? Do we go to Italy first or do we go to Thunder Bay first? Thunder Bay is closer. It's easier to get to. True. <laughs> uh, Lawson Craddock's there from U.S. Yeah, he had a good race. Both him and uh, Nielsen Powers uh, beat Joey Roscoff as the first American, which is a good sign. Um the end of June, we'll have the U.S. time trial, professional time trial, and road race championships. So both those riders look like they're racing uh, quite a bit better than they have in the past. Lars Boom's there. Yes. Is that because he got thrown out of the Tour of Norway? Well, it's an individual time trial, so it's hard to grab somebody and throw them off the road. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to pass them first? Either pass them or you'd have to wait for them. Um, so we get Kwiatkowski out front. 
He's in the yellow jersey going into stage one, which was today. Um, you got the stage info in front of you or no? Uh, Impe won. Uh, Kwiatkowski kept the jersey. Uh, it looked like a rather large uh, sprint finish um, with about at least 30 or 40 riders uh, minimum. So a uh, pretty normal day. Um, uh, usually, like the Tour, usually they do – Unlike the Giro and the Vuelta, usually they do do quite a few flat stages before going to the mountains, or they'll do a time trial and then a couple of days of mountains and then another flat stage. Who's the so MPs? Oh, he's got a great jersey with the South African flag on it. Um, what does Michelton do? I've never heard of them. Do I you know? believe they're one of, I believe, the benefactor for what used to be Orca. Uh, Orica Scott, and that is a South African by the name of Jerry. Um, uh, I, I believe Mitchenton is one of his other companies, similar to how BMC also kind of uh, Phonak is one of Andy yeah. Lee's companies. Um, uh, Quick Step, uh, their team also rotates through several companies owned by the same conglomerate that they are sponsored by. So it gives them an opportunity to kind of uh, draw sponsorship resources or marketing resources from several different companies to kind of fill out the budget or not necessarily do the same thing over and over again, marketing wise. Uh, stage was 179 kilometers. Valence to St. Just St. Rambert. Is that right? I would just stick. I would just stick to stage. Let's just call it stage one and be done. <laughs> you don't want to get yelled at? <laughs> no, I don't want to get yelled at anymore. I'm not trying to offend all of Europe. It was uh If I really wanted to offend Europe, I'd go I'd go I'd go I'd go and visit. <laughs> Looked like kind of a bumpy stage. Yeah, kind of rolling, which would be the reason for like a 40 or 50 person sprint. Right. Um the Dauphiné is what? 7 stages? 8 stages? Yeah, usually I believe it's the same as the California, it stays on the same on the same UCI level. And and percentage wise, how many of these guys are are there getting ready for the tour, or you know, probably 80 percent are trying to get climbing miles in. Well, the the Dauphiné and the Tour of Switzerland, um, they cover one race day, so there was no way to do both. Uh, so most of the Tour de France riders are doing the Tour de Swiss, and then uh, some people are doing the Dauphiné. So I'd say more like 70% of the Dauphiné riders are going to go to the Tour, where the 80 to 90% of the Tour of Switzerland riders will go. What um, There was a big announcement about Froome this week. It looks like the UCI is not going to prosecute, or they're not going to go after him until... After the tour well, the of director, France. the director of the UCI came out and said it is highly, highly unlikely that one that a decision is going to be made before the Tour de France, and two, it's it wouldn't be possible for Froome to defend himself if he was at the tour. So there'd be no way to schedule that hearing that's needed in order to process the rest of his the findings. What what the so they need two months to do that. Uh well this is a European this is a European legal legal society. Right. So even American due process takes quite a while also. It's not necessarily I wouldn't call it super fast. Um however, um the European version of that can be and because there are multiple nationalities involved, there's multiple um we're talking about a sports court per se. Um, that has a German and a, Brit a British person and that. And, and so, you know, this takes takes a while to set up, and, and I'm sure they can't just um, – they don't do a conference call. You know, if they're going to suspend him for a year, um, he deserves to meet everybody and understand what's going on. Um, Knowing what we know now, are you still going to um... – take movie star in the tour de france or are you yes you think they've got the better team right now <clears throat> i think the tour de france is going to try to keep Froome out of the tour i think he's going to have to appeal to cost and i think cost is going to let him in but the tour is going to try absolutely their best to keep him out of the race 
But I don't think it matters whether he races or not. Do you think he podiums? Yes. You, if you could predict right now the the, in your mind, the Tour de France has happened, and you're staring at the podium. What does it look like? Probably Quintana winning. Really? Nibley second, Nibali second, and Froome third. Is Nibali's team that strong? They're they're all in on winning the Tour de France this early, and Be- this is the weakest that Froome's ever is going to be with. With Nibley being around. Because of riding the Giro? Yes. It's the first time he's ever he's ever tried to do this, so um and I think Nibley's like at that age where he might have one or two shots at this. Well Nibley already has a tour de France the last I know. time Froome couldn't couldn't in two thousand fourteen. So this is if Bayron is ever going to win, if 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 his team, Baron Marita, is ever gonna win a tour de France. It'll be this year. They, yeah. they know that, and they've gone all in on winning the Tour de France this year. Do you, do you think it's a situation where, well, I mean, the way the way Movistar is set up, it's like they've got three a three headed dragon, or you know, where yeah. at any point Quintana can go, Valverde can go, or or um, uh, what's his name, Landa, Landa can go, um, and then you've got a Nibley there. You've got um, what's his name from Cannondale that finished second last year. Uh, Rigoberto Aran. Do, do does it? Do you think it's going to be like, hey, let's team up and and beat up on Froome and and just get this guy? The only person that wants Chris Froome to win the Tour de France right now is David Brailsford. <laughs> and the only time he comes out of the team bus is when Froome is in the leader's jersey. So you don't even think Chris Froome wants to win the Tour de France? I think he's so over it right now. He just he wanted dropped, the tri- he wanted to get he, the triple. He got the triple, which isn't going to be a triple, right? And uh, he's going to have to go back and win the to, he's going to have to go back and win the Vuelta again. Yeah, I think he's a, he's already won it four times. Um, you know, yes, Team Sky wants him to win, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. What about the French guys? You don't see those guys. Bardet. Bardet. Uh, you know, I mean, when was the last time France won a war without Napoleon? <laughs> <laughs> they aren't known as great battlers, and Bernard Hinault is in his 60s now or in his late 50s. So they, you know, Bardet is a great rider, and yes, he does have an opportunity, um, and possibly he could, but there's, there's just two, the other teams are just so strong, and, and there's just so much on the line this year. You know, we won't see for the first time in about 10 years. What's that? Eurocar. Oh, um, yeah, that's uh, homeboy, uh, homeboy with the tongue retired. Yeah. Uh, uh, your, your favorite rider. Oh, what the hell is it? Thomas Vokler. Yes. No, for God. the first time in 10 plus years, we won't see Thomas Vokler trying to get out in front of a stage uh, and showboating. Awful. Yes. And no, uh, no, what's his name either from Spain? Contador. No Contador. It's, I think, you know, the one, the one thing you said about the Giro that was interesting is this is what it looks like when everybody's racing clean. Yes. And I, I expect if, if everybody, in fact, is racing clean for the, the Tour de France, you'll see guys get you'll see exa- all, exhaust, like exhaust themselves yes. out of the race. Yes. Like, like Pino. Uh, like Pino did, like, and uh, to the point where they get the, they put themselves in the hospital, where they get sick, or they, you know, yeah. You would think it with the, today's technology and food and nutrition and and stuff like that, they can recover well, they a little bit the, better. But I, they probably went to the hospital more to defend the decision not to finish the race the last day. Oh, just like uh, as a way out. Um, um, well, kind of like those cheap Premier League type dives that the are certain countries are known for. Right. I don't know what's the best. What's the best diving? Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> um, I mean, do they teach two-year-olds how to dive? I mean, where where, where does that come from? It, it's funny you see it more with the South American crowd now, especially as much MLS as I watch. It's, I mean, it's rampant. Yeah, it's bad. Well, let's. That's actually a nice transition into Atlanta United. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing um, how that happened. We've got they. They're playing. 
They played Saturday. They played Wednesday and Saturday, if I remember correctly. Um, Wednesday we tied the New England Revolution one-one. Am I correct? Yes. On a Wednesday Brad, night, Brad, Brad Guzan struck again. Wait, your favorite goaltender? Oh no, actually no. I take that back. It wasn't his fault. It was a penalty shot, which he's never been able to stop anyway. Has he ever stopped a penalty shot? I don't think so. Even when you shoot it at him, he doesn't stop it. Man. Um, the team played average, I guess. I think we got we might have gotten a card to put us down a man. And they scored late. Um, on a really... Uh, the refereeing's been a bit suspect lately, but you can say, well, that, in, think, you can say that in every sport. Well, I think the... For the MLS, when Atlanta United plays, that's the biggest game that they referee in a, in, uh, in in their year or in their in their cycle of what they do. And so, just like anything else, I have to imagine that they kind of nut up like like everybody else does, and they just don't have a great night of officiating. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really seen one. Uh, well, I mean, you unfortunately you didn't see Saturday's game, but that was a train wreck too. In right. in our in our favor, which was. You know, well, you win some and you lose. You not, know, officiating is always officiating, and you know it goes back to the old little league saying, you know, don't leave the game that close if you're gonna allow, if you're gonna rely on officials to judge it, and that, and that's just the way. That's just the way. That's the way it is. And and anyone who comes back to the locker room and blames your blames poor performance on an official, they really need to have their head checked, because you know, just like the NBA finals. You know, yeah, some guy probably didn't know the score and he didn't turn around and shoot. But what are the odds on him actually turning around and shooting and, and being successful anyways? Everyone just assume, is assuming that J.R. Smith was going to make that shot. He wasn't making that shot. They I were going to go into overtime anyway. I think he honestly thought the game was – they were up one with that foul shot. It looked like it. Yeah. Um. So Saturday we have uh, Atlanta United against the Philadelphia Union. Um, there was a, uh, a yellow card given to Bedoya early and a second yellow card given to him about five or 10 minutes later. So he gets ejected from the game at the same time. And, and this is, I think I brought this up once before these guys, the players constantly are getting in the ref's face after he makes a call. The Atlanta United players or across the board in every game I've watched, a call gets made three guys get in the ref's face. Somebody gets a yellow card, and guess what? The ref's not going to change the call. How uh, a ref has never changed the call because you went up and talked to the ever the, you, you in any sport. They said the proper time for a player to approach the referee about a call is about two minutes later when a whistle gets blown a little bit later, and you just say, "Say, hey, ref, I think you missed that one. I didn't touch. I didn't touch him." Or at halftime. Or well, yeah, catching him on or off the. Yeah, just, on or off the just field say, at halftime. sir, may I have a minute? <laughs> well, that doesn't ever work. You got That's what I always did. It, you always got to kind of get it out as they're like, like, hey, you know, I really didn't touch him, ref. Yeah, it, you know, but like these, so five players were surrounding the ref. He gives Bedoya the second yellow, so he's gone. Red card right there. Then another player gets a yellow and a, a second yellow. He gets red carded. So Atlanta goes from 11 versus 11 to 11 versus 9 in the matter of 30 seconds. And I've never seen, I've never, I haven't seen in maybe like 15 or 20 years, a player actually spit at a referee. And this guy spit at him like three or four times. He's got to get more than just that red card. Oh, he's, he's going to get, well, he gets the game. At for, least a month off. He's going to get. Nah, it'll, probably a week. Really? Yeah. He'll miss like, he'll, he'll end up missing like two or three games. I bet you he gets longer than that. Um, from that, Atlanta United gets a penalty. Um, Joseph Martinez scores on the penalty kick. Uh, he later scores again on a cross from Al Marone. A beautiful pass play. Um, and then late in the game, there's a third or a second penalty kick. He puts that in. When we're 9 on 11? Yes. So we got wow. two, P two PKs. Um, so, Joseph Martinez in... 34 games has his fifth hat trick, which is tied for the most in the MLS and the fastest by 21 games. Imagine if he didn't interfere with uh, referees 
Or, or you know, he he missed a series of games last year. He missed like yeah. five or ten games. No, when he scores, he scores a lot. Yes, and I think he's got five in the last three or four games. Right. Um, he seems to be coming out. I think he's leading the league with eleven now, ten or eleven goals. Wow. Um, the other interesting thing. So the final score of that game is three to one. Uh, Brad Guzan lets one in between his legs, and then yells at <laughs> and then yells at the defense. No, he didn't. I've he I've, really yelled at the defense. Yep. I've no. never seen a guy just he. It's it's so frustrating to watch the the one weakness on our team is goaltending. Uh, we're not as bad as other teams. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. But I I, I still I, think Khan's a better I goalie. Think, I don't think Brad Guzan's in the bottom half of the of the MLS. But just think about what we could get for him. <laughs> uh, who? I think we could get the kid from Columbus. It's going to be the new U.S. Men's Team's starter. Oh, really? Should yeah, we trade up. I, I I I wish we would. Wow. Uh, speaking of the USA US men's national team, they played two games last week as well. Two friendlies. Two friendlies. Uh, a good result against Bolivia. We got to see Pulisic play in in Philadelphia in front of the home crowd. Um, they won that game three nothing. A lot of young players. Um. Well, when you don't make the World Cup, you might as well start over again. Well, I, I like I like you and I were trading texts during that game. Um, and, and, and I said to you, who are these jabronis before the game? It looks like we sent the C team. And then about halfway through the first half, I texted you, go, this is actually a very entertaining game to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and they played well together and they look good. Um, three, nothing, uh, win. Um, and I think the guys who scored all three of them didn't play, hadn't played before in a game, which was nice to see. Well, you gotta start. Gotta start back somewhere. The one, the one weak spot I saw in the game was Julian Green. Right from no, he was all arguing everything, and he was up in the. He just looked sloppy, and he he played like the second half. Right. He just what a fall from grace that guy's had. Well, I mean that's that that's part of the that's part of soccer's downfall is they put so much into these young people because they have to. Because mm-hmm. um, you have to get them early and you have to sign them to contracts and they have to be in your in your, in your in your pro. But unfortunately, if you're an early bloomer and a late and, and not very good later in life, that's not the greatest way to start your – to start – that's not the easiest way to become successful when you're 30 years old is yeah. to be known as the greatest player, the greatest possible player of your generation. And you haven't even played the – U18 or the U is it U25 for soccer? Uh it's U18, U20 and U uh U23. U23. Yeah. And so you haven't even gotten a chance to participate in the on the world stage in those type of situations. And that's that's got to be super difficult. I don't know when you think about it as a parent, you know, if so if 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 Manchester City came and they wanted to take your kid away when you're 11 years old, or 12 years old or whatever they do. And yeah, they get proper schooling and they take care of them and they have the best of, they have the best support they, they could possibly have. But you know, wouldn't I rather just go to school with my friends and play high school soccer and, and be the, be go to college and do that. I think I would, you know, for me personally, I, I would prefer that over, over, over being into the, into their system. So, in reverse, I think the NBA should go that route and yeah. rely rely less on rely less on universities to to and then that'll take that'll get rid of the problem of of why players aren't paid. Well, these aren't the best players. These are the kids that wanted to come to the school to participate and be a college athlete and be successful both on the field and off. But with that comes all the Alonzo Ball drama. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! What is LeBron going to do next year when he's playing at the Lakers and has to deal with Alonzo Ball? I don't think he's going to the Lakers anymore. Where do you think he's going to end up? Probably still in Cleveland on a one-year contract. <laughs> Just one year? Yeah, there, there's nothing. There's nothing out there that's better for him. He could join Golden State. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, not enough room there. <laughs> not enough balls. No, no, around. no playing, no playing time. Um, so Saturday the U.S. team played Ireland. Yeah. Um, Bobby Wood out of the shadows of the German league gets a goal, a nice goal too. Wow. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> his team got relegated in the German league for the first time ever. Hamburg is in the second division. Oh wow. Um, so he doesn't know if he's going back, or that's what the at least that's what the commentator said. Ireland uh, down one nil at the half, and come back to score two goals in the second half, one in the ninetieth minute to beat the U.S. team two to one. Um, it was a lot of we saw Bobby Wood, of course. Uh, Pulisic took it; he was he was uh, taken off the squad. They brought in ten new names. You, you saw a couple players. Um, like uh, who's the defenseman that plays the right defense? The little kid that I like. <laughs> I can never remember his name either. <clears throat> I must have missed that one on the roster. Yeah, the, the little, little the little guy, the little kid, Mike Vendura, like. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up on the on Google. Well, you know, friendlies are friendlies, and then and then scoring points are for scoring points, and so right. Um, I did see, uh, I did see, unfortunately, the uh, uh, the Gold Cup and Copa America co- correspond. They're at the um, same exact time, I think. They're the at the same exact time, so the United States can't go and play some of the other larger powers. But I don't. I don't think that's really important right now. We need to get our, our shit together in CONCACAF and and figure and figure this out. We need to beat Costa Rica. We have to beat Costa Rica and Mexico regularly. Uh Yedlin. Yedlin. That's the kid. Uh that's, he's got the dreads, doesn't he? He changed his hair up. He's got some sort of braid. Uh, I like the way he plays defense. Uh, the kid I like to watch was Way. He's young. He's like eighteen or nineteen. He looked awesome. Was he like all uh, over the field? Yeah, he was all over the field. He was playing right midfielder. Um, he was getting a lot of balls to the corner and, and crossing them. He was getting a lot of good shots on goal. He just wasn't putting – or a lot of shots, but just not on goal. Um, you know, but a young team, uh, you know, it's good to see they're they're churning some of these guys out. I wish there's, there's players in there. Like, again, goalie issue, Hamid. This guy is apparently isn't even playing in Denmark, and they and they suited him up for the game, and they brought the other kid to play against France on on Saturday. I think that's something we'll see in the next cycle. Is we'll see more MLS um, players because the schedule works a little bit better for for our national team. They'll be able to do more camps and and that, and I think there'll be less German league and less. Danish and yes, if you have the ability to go to Premier, that's fine. But if it's not Premier League, then you're probably not going to go for the national team. I, my personal feeling. What what I think I what I I kind of feel like you're going to see a lot of these guys. So we've got basically like a three year window to qualify for the next World Cup in Qatar. Yes, Qatar. I don't know how you say it. It's Qatar. I Qatar. think it's I think Qatar. Okay. I think you'll see in the next two or three years, some of these guys that are playing over in Germany will come back. Yes. And like in two years, they'll sign a, a short agreement in the MLS and then they'll go back again. They'll do like two years on, two years off. I actually think MLS will be at a level. Well, at I think... a level that'll be, that'll be the same, well, not as deep as Germany, but it'll at least have the, the, the playing ability and the internationalism that's necessary to improve. I, I agree with you. I think with the, the likes of Atlanta United and New York City Football Club and, and LAFC. Yeah, and Seattle of, Sounders and, yeah. You know. Uh, Houston's traditionally uh, been rather strong in developing people. Yeah, I, I think um, you, you've got a – five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, whenever Beckham came over, it was still unwatchable. Right now, the product has—it's taken the next step, and it's a watchable, at least watching Atlanta. I mean, yeah, we're, we're one of the best teams in 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 the league, but but watching them and watching them play against the competition, usually what screws the the competition is they get a red card. 
Yeah. You know, and they have to play a man down. So, um, but the competition seems a lot better than it was four, five, six, seven years ago. I think for us as Atlanta fans, the other teams rise up. Yes. Um, to, to, to play, to, to play us. And that's, and just like the new England Patriots, that's what makes you better is when you get the best every team has uh, 16 weeks out of the season or 15 weeks out of the season, there's no denying the fact that you, you're ready. You're, you're more well-prepared. You're better prepared for success than you would be if you were the Cleveland Browns yes. and everyone had, was already taking the week off, had already penciled in OW next to you. So I believe Atlanta United's next game is Wednesday. Like I said, they're playing the Charleston Battery, which is a, I believe this is a U.S. Open Cup game, cool. um, which is like uh, MLS and then the, whatever the other league is, NPSL or I can't remember what it's called. But I thought that was the one that folded. I think th- they're still around, but I don't know for sure. Um, they play Wednesday and they play Saturday against New York City uh, Football Club. So uh, at the at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Awesome. That's that one's going to be a tight. It's either going to end in a draw or one nil. Either way, I mean, both teams are strong. So um, I actually was thinking about putting that one in for the bet of the week, but I found two other gems. Gems. So uh, we're, we're we're two points ahead of New York City Football Club, and then obviously in the game against uh, uh, what was it? Um, Charleston. Charleston isn't going to count for it. No, that doesn't count in the record. It's so, that's yeah. for a. That's one of those weird U.S. Cups. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start Al Marone and, and Martinez and goes with a slightly younger lineup for that. Well, a lot of those guys don't get a whole lot of playing time. Yeah, and this is a good opportunity to, to get them some, some... I'm always kind of surprised at how few players actually do touch the field for Atlanta United, especially this early in this in the season. Well, they, and they played with the, op- the Dome open on Saturday, so it was hot in there. What's wrong with that? Oh, I'm not saying I'm, it was just uh, different conditions for them than they were used to. Barman, um, you need to go down and get me some gold bond if I'm going to do this double. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see the story about Zenedon Zidane? I did. What 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 do you think the thinking is there? So, for those that don't know, he's the head coach of Real Madrid. Um, He's already made more money than he when he was budgeting out what he was going to do after he was done with a play, as a player. He budgeted out a certain amount. He's already made the amount of money that he would need that he felt like he needed for the rest of his life. He has three three championships. UEFA championships. UEFA championships. Um, he's made all the money. There isn't anywhere else to go. Um, once you win, once you win three of those. Um, I don't know why he doesn't coach a national team. Maybe he wants to take a break and coach France. Yeah, that's that's my thought exactly. It was like, what what else? This guy's got two moves. Go coach the French national team because, you know, that's where he's from. Or he ends up in the Premier League somewhere. Yeah, but I, I think he made the money that he already anticipated. Or maybe he goes and coaches PSG or one of the big clubs in France. Yeah, you know, then he's at home, and but he's not going to win three of those championships there. And so. no, his only shot is some is go go to Chelsea, Manchester United, right. uh, Manchester City, one one of those, or 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 a um, Bayern Munich or uh, Juventus or AC Milan, one of those like huge super clubs. No, it's good to it's good to see someone say, hey, you know, it's time for a change, and, and well, not think- trying to not trying to drag it out. I think the other thing is I don't know that they won the league, the the league cup in those three years. No, well that's what everyone gives Barcelona a hard time for is the fact that they win they win La Liga mm-hmm. every year and then they don't they get knocked out in the second round of, of UEFA. UEFA of UEFA Cup. Yeah, or they make it to the semis and get beat by. I think they lost to Bayern this year. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when you when it's one and well, done, Liverpool, I can't remember. Yeah. When when it's one and done, I mean, that's a whole different. That's a whole different game. Um. Did you see the Demarius Randall tweet? No. Do, do you know who Demarius Randall is? Uh, the is he the lead singer of the Hootie and the Blowfish? That's Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> that that's there for Chris Annunziata. <laughs> For Bevo pulling out a obscure reference, um, 
Demarius Randall was a starting cornerback for the Green Bay Packers until he got traded for Deshaun Kaiser. He's now a starting cornerback for the Browns. Oh, really? Yes. He tweeted out. Well, I thought the Browns got um, the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Corner. Oh, cornerback. Corner. Okay. Yeah, they did. They got Tyrod Taylor. Yes. And they got uh, the kid from Oklahoma. Buster Mayfield. Mayfield. Buster Mayfield. Johnny, Johnny Buster Manziel. Douglas. Johnny Manziel twice. Um, so when the Cavs – don't put your headphones off. You're not going anywhere. So Demarius Randall tweets out uh, last week as the Cleveland Cavaliers start the um, NBA Finals. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the tweet real quick while Barman's mixing himself a drink. Um – if the Cleveland Cavaliers win the 2018 NBA Finals, I'll buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. As of last week, when I or a couple days ago, when I checked, that tweet that that Twitter tweet had been retweeted 884,000 times. 84,000. 884,000 times it was retweeted. Wow. So if the Cavs somehow paid? pull out of this 2-0 deficit and win the finals, Demarius Randall owes 884,000 Cleveland Cavaliers jerseys to whoever retweeted it. Wow. <laughs> it, came, it became a story about three days after it happened when it was at like 200,000 tweets, retweets, that this is going to cost him millions of dollars because anything that's tweeted out on Twitter is a legal binding agreement. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, the thing. He then well, comes how out. How many people? How many people would sue? Can you do class action? Well, my thought was like he's gonna just buy like t-shirt jerseys. Yes. He's gonna buy them in bulk and just start handing. Yeah. But how's you know like I retweeted it just to be a jerk. <laughs> you wouldn't wear a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. He didn't say it was it had to be a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. They asked him for a Packers jersey. Oh man, <laughs> you're crazy. Uh, Cavs are down 2 nothing. The refereeing's been... I watched the game last night. Refereeing's been horrible. I can't believe you admitted to watching N- uh, NBA. There was nothing on last night except for the Red Sox were playing the Houston Astros. And uh, Big Joe from Buffalo was in town. And I had... I put him up in the man, lo- man cave and we watched... I put on the basketball game just to watch it for a little while. Wow. Um, Stanley Cup Finals... Washington. Uh, they were up 4-0 the last time I checked. It's end of the second, 4-0 Washington. Looks like they're going to go up 3-1 to one back to Las Vegas. And uh, so those late, those, late, uh, those late guys, the Scott Pattons of the world, coming on to the Capitals uh, bandwagon after beating uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, the, the, the hockey season's 82 games. Eight, 10 months and 82 games. 82 games. And if you if you get to make it to the finals, you can add twenty plus to that. Wow! So one hundred and two plus games in a year. Scott Man. Patton's probably watched three. What? <laughs> I think you're giving him a little credit. And besides, I thought he would be a Dallas Stars fan, being that he's from. Exactly. Wasn't that your joke? I'm stealing yeah, your joke. But, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a Cowboys fan, then you should be. Then you should be a Stars fan, right? They've won a cup. Uh, They've just... won two cups, I believe. I'm just having fun. It's been tough to be a Capitals fan, I'm sure, for a long time. It's been tough to be a Washington anything fan for the last 23 years, 25 I think, years. Did the Bullets win like an ABL championship or something? Like That would have been in like the 60s. Well, I yeah, mean, they, beat, we... they beat the Flint Tropics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get tropical. You're bad. Uh, I believe uh, Stanley Cup is... Back in Las Vegas Thursday. So Flurry can lose it at home? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able They might be able to pull out one at home, but. They're um, not going to win it. They're not winning it. The last, the, last, the last two Stanley Cups I know have gone six games because the away team won or the home team won game five. So, um, or, or it was forced to go game six. So. I have a I'm feeling sorry. it's going to go six, but... It's, it's not going six. 
there's no way. Here's what I'll tell you what. So so watching, I've watched most of these games. I've watched all the games. I just haven't watched the complete game. Flurry got cold, and Holpe got hot. You're right. Well, that's how hockey works. Oh, you got to right. You got the. He got. He got put in in game three of the first round, and since then he's been lights out. Right. Um, you know, just I, I was. I don't know if I told you this or somebody else. I was uh, watching this. I feel like I'm watching that Allen Iverson Sixers team <laughs> from like. 10, 15 years ago, where he went to the finals once and then nothing. Wow. Um, U.S. Open. Shinnecock Hills. Shinnecock Hills, two weeks away. Uh, you got a, you, you taking, you taking Tiger or the field? Well, uh, U.S. Opens are tough. You know, Tiger's not consistent enough really to win the U.S. Open. So, that's not going to happen. You think the British Open's the one he's going to get? That would be easier if the weather if the weather if was the nice, and, nice and he got hot on a day and uh, just like at the players where he shot didn't he shoot like a sixty three or something? Yeah, yeah, he shot like a sixty three. Then that would be way more doable than the U.S. Open. Um, I think it's going to be. I don't know who it's going to be. It's not going to be Tiger though. No, I don't think so either. I think like the Masters sets up perfect for him, and the British Open sets up perfect for him. Yeah, depending on where it is, and right? Then, and then, and then the PGA is the easiest of the four, but that that's pretty that that's pretty, that's more uh, arbitrary. Also, you want to talk about the World Cup? Yeah, we can talk about the World Cup. Um, when's the first game? June fourteenth. So next. Next Wednesday? Ten days? Yeah. Um any any I know we've 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 gla- glanced over it a few times. It's 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 the least interested I've been in a World Cup in twenty five, thirty years. Just because uh, US true. US is not there. Italy's not there. Ireland's not there. So for me it's just like whoop de do. Right. Um you know, I'd like to see it be a different horse that wins at this time. Like, I'd like to see Argentina win one or... Right, the um, Dutch. The Dutch would be great. Um, or even, like, in England. If they, I don't think they're good enough, but... Right. Or, you know, it, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing as much as I don't like Mexico, but Mexico to go deep in that tournament. Uh, I think they play well too sporadically to yeah. To they usually to, can't put it together around the World Cup. They do it around the Gold Cup. Yep. Well, they do it when they need to. You know, they <clears throat> they were the last World Cup. They were in the same situation the United States was going into the last into the last round, and they ended up winning every game of that round where we tied two and lost one, and and so they 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 more ebb and flow. I feel and. They more ebb and flowed around around saving their asses and not winning something. Um or even a chili. You know, somebody That'd uh, be cool. You know, I I don't I have a feeling the final's gonna be like Spain and Germany or Spain and Brazil. Um a France a France could sneak their way in there. They're playing well right now. But right. you know, it's just to me it's I'd like to see it go a different way for for a change. I mean, the last three or four have been Spain and Germany have won. I think Italy won right. one five four or five ago. So right. Um, what about uh, we got uh, this weekend? We got the uh, Belmont Stakes. Uh oh, last leg of the Triple Crown. There's no way Justify wins this. I was looking at it today because I was thinking, like, do I do I. Do I bet the how horse many horses, race? How many horses signed up? It looked like it was about 10. Um, let me pull up that US. The just justifies odds were um, minus 200. Wow. So that means if you bet 200, you win 100. Right. Uh, where is horse racing? To win Belmont Stakes, 
Justified, minus 200. Everybody else after that is plus odds. So Hofberg plus 225. Bravazo, I pronounced that right for our Italian friend. Yes. Plus 500. Uh, tenfold plus 1,000. Blended Citizen plus 1,400. Vino Rosso, another looks like could be Italian name. Vino Rosso <laughs> plus 900. Free Drop Billy plus 1,500. Gronkowski plus 1,200. Restoring Hope plus 5,000. Noble Indy plus 2,500. So it looks like one, two, three, four, five, right. six, seven, eight, nine, ten horses. Um, I don't know that they've been, it looks like justifies the one horse. Like wow. on, the, on the rail. Right. I don't know what, what you, I mean, the last race was, I guess it depends if it's raining or not, right? Right. Definitely. Well, if it's raining, if it, if that course is somewhat wet, there's no way Justify wins that race. How do you figure? He's beat the one the last two in the rain. Because this is the longest. This is the longest, and there's fresh horses in there. His, his mother was a mutter. His father <laughs> was a mutter. Whatever. He loves the slop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like. He faded at the end of that, at the Preakness, and he won by a nose or won by a. A half a length, whatever you want to call it. Um, I this is the the hardest one to win because of the distance, right? So I I mean I in my opinion you take the field, but I, I love seeing a triple crown winner. Why? Because they they get on the SPs or what? No, just because you don't see them often, right. and then I can hear you argue who's the greatest athlete of 20, 2018, and you could say justify. That's <laughs> not true justify will never be secretariat i didn't say i said 2018 not of all time yes <laughs> well lebron james is far out shows justify already so nice How try. Did you figure did you see Le lebron james in, J in game one and in game seven of the celtics in game one against golden state justify has two wins <laughs> two nice try nice lebron try. has zero wins no, in the finals. It's, I said oh, 2018. Okay. Well, he had played. Hey, wins. he wins this race. He's got one more championship than LeBron. Right. Um. Where are my notes? Where are my notes? Are you going to Venezuela? Uh, I don't know yet. I highly recommend you said you said I'd die. You will die. You won't be. You won't die. You'll get murdered. <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> don't please don't. Well, that's why I asked you. You know, it's more really bad. Me. It's really bad. I told. I showed Jessica. She started shaking her head. Why can't I go? There's a dictator there. He doesn't like Americans. No. What's he do to? We're Americans? out to get him. Right to get him? That's what he says. I thought Chavez passed away a few years ago. Yeah, his vice president took over. The bus driver. The bus driver? Yeah. How do you go from bus driver to president? You become vice president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no food. There's no... The money's worthless. So I bring dollars. They, no, you can't. They don't I take, can't bring dollars in? You'll trade it in on the black market for nothing. Oh, wow. You so you and Daryl? Well, Daryl will probably go to the race. I was just asking how bad it was. It's bad. I would recommend. He, I mean, he's okay. He might be okay there because he kind of well, looks. He looks like well, no, he's, from he's, there. he's he's a BVI citizen. So is he? He's Venezuelan. BVI British Virgin Islands. Ah, where's so. where's is there like a velodrome there? Yeah, there's a velodrome. They actually have a very strong track program. They usually do well in with the with sprinters. Both them and Columbia trade a lot of share a lot of um, track time and track racing, and they usually come up together. Um, so they have a they have a track race there, a UCI track race there in I believe July sometime. Hmm. I know there was a a couple years ago when I went to see you at the Roswell Criterium. Yes, that year you rode. Yes. What was that, like two or three years ago? Three years ago. 
Yeah, there was a girl there in the in the women's race from uh, Venezuela. She's wearing the uh, yeah. she's wearing the national kit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and uh, I think she uh, won. I think she won. Every now, every now and then, they they, they um they'll come up and spend a couple of weeks in the United States and race. Oh, I knew they had a decent program. I just you know you don't on the internet on the international and the tour stage or the tour tour races you don't see many of them. But right. Um. Well, listen. If Barman does go to Venezuela, I'm be looking for a new co-host for the show. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I'll put the put the preemptive ad out now for uh, if Barman goes to Venezuela. What if what if what if I what if I uh, stream what if I streamed in from what if we Facetime from me in Venezuela? We could do that. We were just doing that earlier today from the house. Wow! It was uh, Tio Gio's birthday. Oh, cool. He's 22 today. Jess's little brother. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and they they call the Jess talks to them maybe like twice a week. That's awesome. Yeah, with an iPad. So. Um. Do they have Starbucks there? I. If they do, it's government run. A government run Starbucks. All the industries run by the government. They they take over stuff. Well, didn't they nationalize everything? They did. It's rough, man. It's it's rough. <laughs> Barman, I sent you a tweet earlier this week. Do you feel the need for speed? Because <laughs> Top Gun Two is back in filming. <laughs> oh, whatever. Maverick returns. Does he? It's Top, Top Gun Maverick. That's the name of it. So is Tom Cruise that desperate that he has to do Top Gun Two? Desperate. This is what the people want. Who? Who? No one wants Top Gun 2. I can name five people who want Top Gun 2. Uh, Non-family. Non-family. Oh, wow. Jeff Klein is one of them. Jeff Klein's one of them. Wow. Scott Patton's another one. I don't know about that. Who else was in on that tweet? Top Gun 2. I thought you you just made that up like you photoshopped some shit. Oh, that came from Tom Cruise's (laughs) Twitter account. <clears throat> he's that desperate for money, isn't he? He keeps he's making his sixth uh Mission Impossible movie. Are they gonna do risky business too also? He's too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I'll tell you what, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a Days of Thunder too. Really? I love Days of Thunder. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can do it better the second time. But you could still bring back uh you know how many uh, people Robert are, Duvall. Robert Duvall. You know who else is in that is a, a very young um oh what's his name? Oh crap. Well Nicole Kidman, she could she could fill right into that that role. I don't think Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are gonna work together. <laughs> John C. Riley's in that movie. Right. A very young John C. Riley. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We could bring back Rowdy Burns. He's around. He was in oh. he was in uh, The Walking Dead for three seasons. Dang. <laughs> he was in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Tell me that would be great. Bruckheimer making another uh, no. Days of Thunder? No. Do you, like, you gotta love Days of Thunder. That's a great movie. I do like Days of Thunder 20 years ago. I still like it. It holds up. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't seen it, but I I, I don't think so. Top Gun still holds up. I saw that the other night. Oh, there's no way I could watch Top Gun again. Oh, Kelly fantastic. McGillis. What's here's a good one for awful, you. That awful motorcycle scene. What's better, Top Gun or Iron Eagle? Iron Eagle was way better than Top Gun was. Doug Masters and Chappie Sinclair. Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> I don't know if I could watch. I don't know if I could. I it would probably be easier to watch Top Gun. I don't think Iron Eagle holds up. I don't think you, I don't think I can watch Iron Eagle again. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the bet of the week? Bevo's bet of the week. What do we got? So we got to recap last week. Bevo's bet of the week was Portland, Portland Timbers, over the Colorado Rapids. Um, right. Straight up, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Plus one hundred. Portland wins two to one, I believe. I know they won. I didn't. See, I can't remember the score. 
So I was looking at it today, trying to figure out, all right, which way do we go here? I'm like, oh, U.S. is playing France on Saturday. Let's see the spread on that game. France minus two. What? <laughs> France minus two wow. versus the USA. So I'm like, ah, that, that could go either way. It could be three nothing or it could be one one one. Wow. Um, they must think there's a fix-in or something. Well, no. So France beat Ireland two to one earlier in the week, right? And then Ireland beat U.S. two two to one earlier in the week. So they're just, uh, you know, and and France is it's a tune-up game for them. I looked at the over for that game. It's it's three, and it pays one hundred. But I I saw I saw a gem. I started digging through these international friendlies, and I found another one on Saturday. Israel versus Argentina. Argentina minus one, right? Bet fourteen to win ten. Dang. Saturday at two thirty. Put it in the calendar. Bevo's going to get you up twenty four. Dang. Argentina's like in the top ten, and Israel's ranked ninety seventh. That doesn't mean they don't play tough. I, I'm just saying. Argentina is known to underperform against soft competition. They've got to get ready for the World Cup. Because they've got to win it. Are we talking about practice? We're not talking about practice. We're talking about friendlies. I, I, <laughs> and, not, and not the ice cream shop. Friendlies, <laughs> friendlies in practice, I would, I, I would put in the same thing. This might be Messi's one of his last chances to win a World Cup. Why does he deserve to win one? What has he done? I'm not saying he deserves to win one, but it's his last chance oh. to try and win one. Oh, so he's good. So are you betting on Argentina all the way? I think I might take Argentina all the way. Best player in the world? Is Uruguay in? Uh, I think they are. One of the big countries in, in South America didn't make it because Peru's in. Right. But I don't think it was Uruguay. It was Paraguay? Paraguay? Uruguay. Let's see here. All right, Group A, Uruguay is in. That's what I said. I don't think Paraguay made it. Peru's in. I didn't Argentina's say Paraguay in. made it. You said Paraguay made it. But Why you would you bring I up said... Paraguay? You... <laughs> Panama's in. Colombia's in. Yeah, no Paraguay this year. Yeah, so they're in, they're in the Group, group A. With Egypt, Russia, and Saudi Arabia. Wow. They, I, would, I wouldn't... They, they've got a, a strong squad. True. I'm taking... I'm, I'm going to take Argentina. All right, so bet of the week. Argentina, minus one. Uh, bet 14 to win 10. Nice. Or, if, or if you're a big big time gambler, or big roller like Chris Annunziata, bet 140 to win 100. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk out of there with 240? It's a daily double. The daily double, and that's not four hundred anymore. When did that change? What's not four hundred? Remember, I said something about the day, the four, uh, four the what's yeah. The, the, the numbers are all crazy now. Yeah, it's like two hundred, four hundred, <laughs> six hundred, eight hundred, and a thousand. Oh, is it in the second round? I think yeah. Wow. If you really want to gamble, bet on France minus two. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the pick I'm taking. That's really gambling. Really gambling. Yes. Like you don't care about your money? I care about my money. I spent a lot of money today on some new wheels. You did good. You made out good. I know. Uh, that is everything I've got on our list for this week. You got anything else? Uh, no, it looks like the uh, the president of Barman and Bevo Pan Club has chimed in about, um, about the Capitals. Yes, I, I mentioned it uh, earlier. And um, I believe uh, Dwight Clark passed away today. The baseball player, or the the tight end for the 49ers. The catch. Oh, unfor- that's unfortunate. Tell the John yeah. Candy story. <laughs> <laughs> Was Dwight Clark on the team that time? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think that was the year before. Did Dwight Clark actually ended up being the general manager of the 49ers for a little while, didn't he? I think he did. I think he did. He can't be that old. Uh, well. 50s? You know, yeah. I'd have to think so. He's quite a bit older than John Lynch and um Oh yeah. Well, uh, I don't know that they played at the, the same current time. yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Well, John Lynch might have started as Dwight Clark was retiring kind of deal. Mm. Uh, maybe, well, it's hard. That's all blending together as I get older, so. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a shame. That, that's a memorable. For those of you who don't know the catch, you should Google the 49ers. Was it 49ers-Broncos? No. Cowboys, the NFC Championship game. Was it the NFC Championship game? I thought it was the Super Bowl. No, it was the NFC Championship game. Is in San Francisco in the back corner of Candlestick. Okay. Isn't that John Candy over there? Was that that's a different game? I'm pretty sure that's the same game. No. No. John Candy was when the 49ers and the Bengals were playing each other in the Super Bowl. Ah. And it might have been the Silverdome. And Joe Montana goes in with the ball at the 20 and nonchalantly says. Well, we're going to the end zone. Isn't that John Candy down there? And I guess John Candy was that big in the seats behind the uh, that you do that John <laughs> Candy was on the other end of that field. Wow. Okay, well, that does. Do you have anything else that you want to? That's a shame no, about out. him. He was a great player. Yeah. He was a great tight end. Yeah. It's one of my Came favorite my favorite positions. <laughs> tight end because you wear your, your chaps. That was your nickname in college. <laughs> Chaps Barman. <laughs> I got somebody else with the uh, the fake uh, like Twitter name. Oh, did you? On Facebook the other day, one of like two of my co two of the guys that work for me, they're battling it out. I want to play uh, Fortnite with somebody online, and I chimed in as uh, one of the guys I work with. It came in, Darty Assless Chap sixty nine, Alpharetta. Uh, all right. Episode forty-five is in the books. Uh, when are we doing this again? About a week. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll keep it pretty light until the um until the uh Tour de France starts, and then want... we'll do we'll do Barman and Bebo, and then we'll do Tour de France Stooges. We'll, we'll roll out the we'll roll out the Stooges. Do you want to um promote the uh, state track finals next week? Whatever, whatever. Well, Father's Day weekend is a is state championships at the Velodrome, Dick Lane Velodrome. Uh, if anyone wants to help out or please race, um, Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, we'll have a Bebo sighting on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I think I just got to run it by Jess, but I can do it. Love to see Scott Patton out there if he's not riding his motorcycle somewhere. Well, I think he's got a uh, Masters Nationals. Oh wow. uh, In Augusta, man, he's been so, everywhere lately. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been busy. Must be all that but, um, that weight he lost. Yeah, well, he's on. He's did you see his little uh, his avatar? I, the, the avatar just weirds me out in the morning whenever yes. <laughs> whenever I open it up, and it's got like him like it's got him in a. He says he's on call all week, so he's like in like some sort of yoga pose, meditation state, <laughs> meditation yoga pose avatar. I don't know where he comes up with those avatars, but those are. Awesome I wouldn't even know where to look for those. I I don't know either. I'm. Words words just work fine for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that does it for episode forty-five. If um, you know, we've got listeners all over the world. We do. <laughs> Shout out Mr. to our buddy in Italy. Mr. Italy, we love you. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we didn't we make didn't... too many mistakes for you this week with pronunciations. Uh, we kept the cycling to a minimum for you because you don't feel like we know Jack Jack about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back in a week. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Um, it's available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Podbean. It's available on Google. Is it Google Play? Google Plus. That's Google Plus is the the social people. Media. That's the people. That's the people one. Sorry. I think it's Google Play, and then it's available on Stitcher, which we got. I think that's where we got our Italian listener from. Um, oh, really? I think that, so. It actually did. So it actually did help. I I can only imagine that's because it was all within the same week, unless it's somebody screwing with us. And I he still believe that, I still believe it's Brian Conley. Could be some. We could know him. I don't think it's Scott Patton or Nuziata. It's not Patton. Um, it's not him. Um, so, but it could. It. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get to the bottom. I, if he's real, thank you for listening. If you know, uh, James Comey's not doing anything right now. Maybe we could have him investigate. <laughs> but Trump could shoot him and he won't get uh, <laughs> He could pardon himself. Um, Everything's good as long as you can pardon yourself. 
Mike and I are on all the social media that's important. Um, if you go to Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast, Michael Barman, Michael Vandura. On Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod. Um, Barman's Twitter handle is at underscore Coach Barman. For all your criticism, send them there. <laughs> um, myself... <laughs> Where do you? Where is the R in that? There is no R. <laughs> I Vegas just scored. So it's four one. It's at least four to one. Uh, I did They're mispronounce Nervoso. I believe is the word. And did I we say Nervoso? I said Nervoso. It's Nervoso or Novoso. Where is the R? <laughs> My apologies. I did mispronounce that. Um, I'm on Twitter at Bevo eight seven seven one. Uh, if you need a happy birthday shout out, you can find Mike on LinkedIn, <laughs> Mike Barman, Michael Barman on LinkedIn. Um, thanks again for listening to episode 45. We'll be back in about one week with a new episode and hopefully some results from the, 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 uh, Belmont stakes, the Stanley cup, Atlanta United, the, the Dauphine, uh, and whatever else pops up in the next week. So thanks for listening and we'll see you in about a week. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, yeah, flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. Don't understand, they keep a show in my hands and not my face on TV.